week on the Erotic Awakening Podcast, cuddling, my first BDSM, and travel. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as simply fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things in and on at eroticawakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Here we are back in the actual studio. It's nice. It is. And as you were telling on the little headphones, it is a super sensitive. So if you tap your water bottle, our audience will know. I bet if I click a pen, I don't think this one clicks. Wait. Nope. It doesn't, but I bet you can still hear what I just did. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we'll start off by annoying you with all the little noises we can make. I just think it's neat. And then we are going Ooh. to, later in the podcast, have a conversation with Corwin out of Denver about cuddling. He's a certified cuddlist. And actually came and recorded on site. Mm-hmm. That was kind of neat. So I got to meet him Friday night. So hi, Corwin. And <laughs> it was kind of neat. And my other comment really quickly is I told someone that we would do a podcast about ritual and ordeal paths. And we will, but it will not be this episode. No, we thought about doing it as a question of the day, but it's really going to take a lot more. We got so much to say about that that I'd really make it a whole, rather make it a whole topic. So instead, Don, I'm going to ask you this question of the Uh-oh. day. I have decided to start getting involved in the BDSM. <gasps> Say it isn't so. It is. <laughs> How do I get started? How do you get started? Oh, my God. Uh, it's so different now than how we got started. So, but I would say, I, what I'm always going to say, I would find a munch. I would read about it. Okay. See but, what but, makes me hot and wet. And then go meet people. But I don't want to get so, I, I don't want to get started on meeting. I want to do this with my existing partner. Oh. I've already got a partner. We want to get started in the BDSM land. We read this book, Fifty Shades oh, of God. Faye, and <laughs> we want to get started. So not so much the logistics of how do I meet people, how do I get involved in the community, but how do I, as an individual, get started with my partner? Spanking. Okay. I would start with spanking. Bear that butt and see who wants to be spanked and bring in a little bit and see what happens. How do you know who's going to get spanked and who's the spanker? For me, it's easy. I have no interest in spanking anybody. But talk about it. And if you really, really don't know, if, if one of you doesn't swing one way or the other of wanting to be spanked or the spanky, try both. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just trying it and experimenting is the only way you're going to figure it out. So did, did you ever have a, a, a wonder if you were the spanky or the spanker? No, I think now that you mention it, the very first time, and for me, BDSM-wise, spanking was the first thing I was ever involved in. Somebody asked me to spank her, and I did, and it felt funny and silly, and I really didn't take her seriously Yeah, like she wanted to be spanked. Um, but it's never been something I've felt an interest in doing. Right. Or having done to me, I should say. Right. Um, so sometimes I think you just know. Yeah. And sometimes if you're just starting out, you know, and it may just be fun or whatever, let's try it out. I think spanking is, is the way to start because it's hard to hurt anybody. And and like you said, it does, it's beneficial to start in your brain. Yeah. What you I like you exactly like you said, what turns you on? What gets you hard or wet? And mm-hmm. if... Most of the time, people are interested in BDSM because they've read something, they've experienced something, or they've read something or seen something that says, ooh, I want to try that. And there's an aspect in your head that tells you what aspect you want to try. 
Mm-hmm. Now, like you said, there's nothing wrong with being a switch. Mm-mm. Try receiving, just try, yeah, and then then try, try giving yeah. and see which one feels better, and maybe you'll like both. And if you don't think like the pain of spanking, the spanking can be done very sensual. There doesn't have to be pain involved either. Mm-hmm. But if something like that doesn't, you know, turn you on, try the blindfold. Try a little bit of bondage. Mm-hmm. Try the feather. Try, you know, whatever. There's so many different routes that you can take. I mean, if you go to an adult store, what are they going to have? Blindfolds, fuzzy handcuffs, right. <laughs> because that's what a lot of people start out with. So you could even do that. You know, the other aspect is to, uh, although you may want to make it some big hot fantasy scene to start with, mm-hmm. uh, I would recommend start off with a little bit of communication around. So when you say you want me to spank you, you mean you want me to bend you over my legs and spank your ass. Mm-hmm. You know, try and get into a little bit of specifics. Right. You know, if the person says, oh, I really want you to tie me up, say, well, uh, I, me personally, I'm not going to recommend you start off with tying people up. There's, you know, you can make mistakes that are significant. Oh, that is doing true. Doing rope true. bondage. Uh, there's easy stuff to start with, but let's, let's like just Velcro start with. Velcro cuffs. Start with some Velcro, Velcro cuffs. cuffs. Right. Yeah. And come up with some communication guidelines as well. Mm-hmm. If you want to... Say, look, you know, part of the hotness for me is I might say, no, stop, please don't. Um, if that's what you're going to do, and I'm not going to necessarily suggest you start there, but if you're going to go, if you're going to start there, then make sure that you you come up with some safe words to say, okay, if you do really want me to stop. Make sure you, know, you say red. And I, I, would, I would recommend starting with the universal safe codes. Yeah, sure. The red and yellow. Red is stop, yellow is check in. Right. So, but um, just so you get used to it in case you ever decide to go public. <laughs> right. So it's it's that simple to get started. And then just get started and have a good communication afterwards. Mm-hmm. Make sure the person's not feeling, oh, was that too slutty or shameful or anything like that. And if one of you is really interested in this kinky BDSM stuff and the other one just wants to get fucked, I'm cool with the idea. Let's do one and then the other. Yeah. Right? Um yeah, I'll bend you over and spank you for a while, and but but I want a blowjob. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that level of negotiation <laughs> for a consenting, loving couple. So, absolutely. Well, there you go. I like Let's that. Let's get started. Yay, I like a spanking. <laughs> you do like a spanking, and that does mean, uh, and I will have to put, and this is unrelated, but a fair segue, on July 15th here at The Space, I am hosting a spanking party. I'll be there, too. You'll be there, too, assuming your motorcycle class goes well. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's my motorcycle class weekend. So I'll have been riding a motorcycle for eight hours that day, probably part of its classroom. And then uh, I'll be in here for a spanking party. And I might, I don't know, I might ask for a massage instead. <laughs> I might go hide in a corner somewhere with somebody and your, do your something butt may already weird. Be. Yes, <laughs> I might do something weird, like a massage. <laughs> Before we get into our topic, uh, we do have a, two subscribers to the newsletter. When you do a podcast weekly, it doesn't stack up till 19 people. Right, right. Taylor from Illinois. And Karen from Ontario. They got a hold of our newsletter by heading over to eroticawakening.com and finding the subscribe to the newsletter link. You can do stuff on the Erotic Awakening podcast <laughs> website, like use the Got Comment form and send us an email. Awesome. And again, that's at eroticawakening.com. You can also find us on FetLife, which is where a lot of people tend to find us. And it, uh, uh, you can find us, the group, it's Erotic Awakening, two words. Just look for the owners of it, and that would be us. Worst segue ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking of mine more of it. Okay. Um, 
So I see that if uh, you want to get started in BDSM and you haven't met anybody, or you want to get started in the kink community and you haven't met anybody, and you mm -hmm. happen to be in the Columbus, Ohio area, then there's a picnic coming up. There is. So the uh, National Leather Association, uh, Columbus, is proud to once again host the Ohio Community Family Picnic. So members of many groups, organizations, houses, clubs, um, all kinds of groups come together to contribute to this celebration. And it's been going on for a really long time. We've been doing this, we've, we've gone to that for um, many years ago. Um, it is a celebration that is truly representative of community. So, and this is going to be on uh, July 4th. So it's an excellent opportunity for persons with any kind of connection to celebrate together. And it's also family friendly, so they say that you can bring them too. It's a casual family style picnic in a public park. It's open to members, associates, friends, and family um, of all the BDSM and LGBTQ related organizations in the state. So, and I don't think they're gonna card you. So if you're coming from out of state, that would be fine <laughs> as well. So once again, it'll be at High Banks Metro Park, the Northern Shelter, which is on the north side of Columbus. But uh, we'll put the link for that. They have a Facebook link. We'll put that in the show notes, so if you don't mind. But it's a lot of people. There's some people that I don't get to see until that picnic, right? Because right. we just don't get to the same events. Mm-hmm. And our facilities manager, the space just walked in. We're recording a podcast, facilities manager, so leave us alone. Okay. <laughs> That's what happens when we do it at the, at the space. Yes. Although if we were doing it at home, then Karen or whatever, many boyfriends might have walked or... in, or the cat or the dog. Um, so that's that. Really quickly, let's talk about our travel schedule. In case you've said it to yourself, as people do on occasion, mm -hmm. hey, I wish I could meet Dan and Dawn. They do. And you know what? At the Poly Unconference yesterday, there was a lot of people that are podcast listeners. Oh, really? That were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they would make comments about things that I've talked about. Ah. I would be in a workshop and they would go, Dawn, you said on such and such a podcast, this, this, and this. And I'm like, I did? Oh, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> so, so starting yes. here in Columbus, we're going to start here in Columbus as, at, on July 15th at that spanking party that we mentioned. Indeed. And then, um, and of course, we've always got stuff come, going on. We've got the uh, Space for Saturday party and oh, things yeah, yeah, like yeah. that that we'll be here for as well. But we're also traveling and August 11th, and I think my high school friend is going to go to this. Oh, really? To see us present. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one the one that's in Pennsylvania right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we'll be at Mast Allentown on August 11th, and then we're scooting on over to Mast Central, New Jersey on August 12th. So a Friday, then a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Then uh, we'll have a little bit of a break before we get... Oh, no, we won't. We'll have a week break before I jump back on the road and I hit my second poly all seasons where I go to a poly event by myself for yeah, no good reason. I'm not that we allowed to, to go, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have Fetish Foreplay Friday. That's not until October, but um, that's here in Columbus at uh, the Princeton Club. And we'll be doing that for um, Guilty Pleasures. So Fetish Foreplay Friday. And we'll be teaching sensual spanking. My numbness should be gone by then. So yeah, maybe I can one. actually be the demo bot. I, I wasn't Yay. aware of what we were teaching there. Yes. And then we hop on the road again. Actually, we'll be in the air flying all the way out. Now we're moving into 2018. We're flying out to Phoenix, Arizona. Yay. Southwest <laughs> Leather Conference. Bucket one that list. we've been Yes, that's one we've been wanting to go to for quite a while. Okay. And, and then, that does not include, there's about four more events that we are in the midst of talking about. Exactly. So with the big one coming up in December right here in Columbus, Beyond the Love. Yes. So 
Yay. We'll punch that one later once we'll the We'll punch on it sale. a lot, though, because it's in December this year instead of November. So we want to make sure everybody yep. knows of the date change and preps for it. Right. So, so last thing to talk about before we get into talking about cuddling is the fact that Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Bad Dragon. What's your fantasy? Bad Dragon sells a variety of sex toys, dildos, masturbators, and adult accessories based on fantastic creatures. At Bad Dragon, we're proud to offer a wide variety of sizes for our models to help you find the right fit for yourself. Some of our models even range from mini all the way up to extra large, like my tentacle George. <laughs> to get an appreciation of the great possibilities, you have to visit bad-dragon.com. And uh, again, the as we've said before, oh, podcast listeners, Bad Dragon is not a paid sponsor. They are a sponsor because we believe in their work. They've been very generous with the podcast, and we are replying in kind. And the reality is there's a thousand people out there that will sell you dildos. From handcrafted artisan glass made in your hometown to uh, machine automated <laughs> made Mass in produced, China. yeah. Nobody else does things like Bad Dragon. You really have to go check it out to see what it's like. And if you have any kind of a... Uh, a furry or alien or non-standard kink that you want to activate, that you want to give a try, only mm -hmm. Bad Dragon has that tentacle dildo that's going to make your... Or the dragon dildo or the werewolf dildo. <laughs> yes, yes. Apparently you have new fetishes I'm not currently aware of. So, Dawn, let me ask you about this since we just came from the Polly Unconference. When you started to date Big D, mm -hmm. uh, you did find out that he was kinky. Yes, I did. But how important was it to you that he was, or is he for that matter? I guess I don't know. Is he a good cuddler? Yeah, he's a good cuddler, actually. So he likes to cuddle. How important is that to you? It's actually kind of important. Yeah. I like touch to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I like touch and I like to be cuddled and it makes me feel cherished. So it makes me feel loved and cherished. Yeah. So I really like that. And that's actually something to keep in mind is that I forget to think about things like that when I look for new partners. Mm -hmm. But I bet you if I came across someone that wasn't into hugging or cuddling or displays of affection like that for me, or closeness, uh -huh. that it probably wouldn't work. Yeah, it I, doesn't have to be affection. It can be closeness. Intimacy comes to yes, mind. Yes, absolutely. Cuddling for me is, very, is a great way to express intimacy. Yes. Uh, as I, uh, depending on how busy we are and all this kind of stuff, uh, we may not screw every night. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do cuddle every night, you and I. We cuddle every you, night. Every night you climb over, except for last night when we were bone tired. Bone I tired. I just kind of snuggled up to your elbow or to your shoulder <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I was like, ah, whatever, don't touch me, I'm sleeping. <laughs> um, I remember recently you and I went on this cruise and I came back from the cruise, the first date I had with one of my partners, who, yes, Kat, I'm allowed to say her name. <laughs> um, we went off, we... You know, you, you have this opportunity to reconnect if you've been gone for a while. And really, all we did was, it was a, a quickie, and then cuddling, and then falling asleep. Mm -hmm. And it's very, like you said, it's very reconnecting. It's very intimate. Uh, I can... I, I want to be careful, like I said. I could screw anybody, right? Mm -hmm. But... You know what? I can cuddle anybody now that I think about it. Yeah. You know, that's one of the it things depends. I have to negotiate better when I do BDSM play yeah. is I like to do my aftercare. I like to cuddle afterwards. I like yeah. to hold the person. And yep. uh, sometimes and some the, people don't like that. Yeah, the, yeah the absolutely. The girl you played with in Utah. 
right? She didn't want any of that sort of aftercare, no cuddling, no nothing. She had a friend right. that that's who she wanted to go to. So, yeah. Because it is very intimate. It is very, very connecting intimate. and vulnerable. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have to, uh, that was really interesting that, um, when we talked to Corwin, he's going to talk about how he's actually a certified cuddler and he actually took classes and all this kind of <laughs> shit. Um, do you find, do you know anybody who's unskillful in cuddling who just doesn't have a fucking clue what the hell's, what, what to do? No, not that I can think of. So, um, no, not that I can think of. Not that I cuddle with a lot of people. It is intimate and it is vulnerable. Do you play with more people or cuddle with more people? I play with more people. Yeah. So, I mean, like yesterday, Big D, I haven't been able to see him for a little while, right? So, um, at the unconference, we just snuggled on the couch and just cuddled, right? But we were both in introvert mode. We didn't really want to talk or anything. So, I just kind of cuddled with him and he read his book and, you know, I kept from trying to fall asleep. <laughs> well, that, that's kind of interesting if you think about it. So, what, from a poly perspective, mm-hmm. right? You have walked, have you, you've never walked in on me having sex. No. But you walked in on me when I've been cuddling someone. Yes. And I can recall early in a relationship with somebody, when you walk in, it's kind of like we're having sex. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll break from the cuddling and get yeah. up and, oh, hey, no, no. Yeah. Because it's a little, unco- it's like somebody's walked in on you doing something very intimate. And it is very intimate. Very intimate. Now, Just not naked, usually, when I've walked in on you. <laughs> Naked, well, true. Now, oh, I was going to say, usually not naked, but that doesn't mean cuddling can't be done naked. It's done naked all the time. Sure, sure. And, and now we have a hot tub. It's always naked all the time. Mm-hmm. Funny that um, one of Karen's partners stopped by the house with last, us night? last night. Scared the piss out of all of us. Yes. Well, we were, the, the five of us were naked in the hot tub, and then um, he just kind of like came up the porch. We weren't expecting it in the dark and all that. But anyway... And uh, his voice dropped. Hello. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of weird. So Karen, Karen says, hey, join this in the hot tub. He just, okay. It strips and just climbs right <laughs> climbs in. Climbs on in. Nothing to do with cuddling, but still. Yeah. So, but no, I like Oh, cuddling. so here's the actual point that I had. Okay. Was at the unconference, um, there's one point where me and Kat were cuddling, where you came over, and I think you sat next to us, and, and it mm-hmm. felt... It did not feel like I needed to break from the cuddling or anything. Did Mm-mm. it feel uncomfortable for you to say, oh, look, there he is cuddling with one of his partners again? Um, because it is so intimate and vulnerable. Yeah, because there was a little more than cuddling going on, so I feel like I had walked in on something. Uh, okay. So even though you're in the middle of the room on a couch uh-huh. cuddling, it felt like I had walked in on something. So that was a weird feeling. Yeah. So, I mean, did you come across me and Dart when we were cuddling? I mean, we were in the middle of the room, too. Because we had the couches set up as social area in the middle of the room. So, I mean, they're just there in the middle of the big space, and and everybody was using them. But uh, did you walk across, come across us? I don't recall. Yeah. So, I I, I was just going to ask you how that made you feel. And, you know. So, yeah. So, sometimes it is a little weird. Yeah. But but it's not like I expect you to get up and break it up or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Well, in the past, I, I could have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or 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 just become very uh, guarded. Yeah. Because, again, it's just because it's a very intimate sort of thing. It feels very vulnerable. For me to cuddle with somebody and for it to really be a cuddle and not just a sitting next to each other, it feels like the walls drop. Yeah. And you're hearing someone else's heartbeat. And it's just very, 
it's just very personal and mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, like, I, I realize I have walked in on you having sex. You didn't just walk in. I think it was a decision. Yeah, well, it was more of a plan. Yes. <laughs> I planned that one. Though it wasn't with another guy. <laughs> was it was with guys too. Have you walked in on me with guys too? Uh, yes, but we're talking. We've we've compl- we're gonna switch topics if we keep going down that path. Oh, That's okay. Purposeful. Okay. So here we are back in the studio, and actually we're literally in the studio for once. We've actually got microphones hooked up to the recorder and stuff. In the middle of the space going on right now is Kiki and Geeky out there in the main room. It's funny when you're out there, uh, there's a bunch of people playing board games, and then everybody stops and wanders back to the dungeon when start, people start playing, so it goes back and forth. But I am hiding back in the studio with our guest all the way out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, Corwin, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. Now I've uh, I've really had a lot of fun listening to your podcast at times, and I'm so excited to be here with all the fancy equipment and the state-of-the-art facility today. <laughs> uh, sure, it's a state-of-the-art facility. I'll buy that. Um, so I would love to say that you've actually flown in from Denver, Colorado, just to be on the podcast. You're here for other business as well, but I'm, I appreciate well, you coming while in. While I'm here, I'm also going to attend a friend's wedding. But, you know... Um, Important things first, right? <laughs> I'll take that. So um, on the podcast, we have covered things like stapling and blowjobs, flogging, all kinds of interesting stuff. But you, today you're going to talk to us about cuddling. Yeah. So uh, as weird as it sounds to a lot of people, I cuddle professionally. And um, I get all kinds of reactions to that. Some people go, uh, what? What is that? Some people say, isn't that called prostitution? <laughs> but more and more I'm getting people who say, oh, wow, that's awesome. That's something that people really need. When you say cuddling, what exactly do you mean? What does that mean? I mean, you know, when, I, when I say, oh, yeah, me and her were just cuddling, uh, what does it mean to you? And I'm glad you asked because it does mean different things to different people. And in this context, professional cuddling uh, now, I'm certified through Cuddleist, um, and uh, that's a company that trains and certifies people. And as cuddling is provided by Cuddleist practitioners, uh, it is totally non-sexual, uh, fully clothed, um, platonic touch. Okay. Now, a big part of that is that it's super consent communication oriented and a very safe space to be fully accepted, to be fully um, held in whatever you are and whatever you're doing. Um, and it might not even necessarily involve touch, but being held in that space is what's most important. Okay. So when you say, well, let me first off, let me ask you about Cuddleist. You said you're, you're certified via Cuddleist. So this is something that you had to go train and pass some exam or something? or Yeah, so it's still kind of a nascent uh, training and certification process. Um, it's, uh, you know, still pretty important to, to do that, to go through some kind of a, a process, but it's nothing like, uh, you know, three years of massage therapy school or anything, mm-hmm. but yeah, it is. So it's a training process. There's some online training, there's some in-person training. Um, part of it includes going to a cuddle party, which is another fun thing. Um, but yeah, and then cuddleist.com is the, is the company, uh, one of the bigger, um, companies that trains people in cuddling. There's two or three of them now in the country that are uh, really doing the same kind of thing. Um, and I went with Cuddleist. And it sounds like this uh, be- becoming something that people are, are more and more being drawn toward. Absolutely. 
Um, because physical touch is a basic need for many, many people. Uh, and we all know people that say, oh, no, just don't touch me. I don't want to be hugged. I don't want to be touched. But for the rest of us, mm-hmm. it's really valuable and really important. And it's so hard for many people to get that touch unless they're in a partnership or have very, very uh, physically affectionate family members or um, sometimes even pets can fill that need. But it's really nice to have another person who will really respect your space and ask you what you're looking for to hold you or to cuddle with you or whatever that is. Um, And uh, because we don't really have a way to ask for, hey, let's cuddle, but uh, I don't want to have sex. I don't want anything Mm -hmm. like that um, for most people. Now, everybody listening to this podcast probably has a little bit better at that kind of language and that kind of request. Um, But let's say for the general public, a lot of people don't really know how to ask for one thing and exclude another when they're commonly seen right. as going together. What's what's more difficult then? Is it, and I've got like just a ton of questions now, So, I'll, I'll, but I'll jump into this one first. Do you often find that it's harder to convince people that you mean cuddling as just cuddling with no sex? Or once people start cuddling, they're like, oh, well, can we take it to the next level? Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, typically people are on board with the idea of cuddling and no sex. And a lot okay. of people, I mean, think about it. You know, if you didn't have any partners and you were feeling lonely, you wouldn't want to necessarily jump in and fuck some stranger, but you would still want some kind of a connection. Right. And so you would be like, wait a minute, I can get that connection and it, there's no expectation of sex. Yeah, that's really cool. So a lot of people really, really like that and feel empowered by that possibility. Now, for the second part, do people get excited in the fact... I actually talk about that at the beginning. You know, when I talk to people about what a session will look like, um, and I've, you know, I've made videos talking about how I approach the cuddling, you can feel however you feel. You can want whatever you want. Um, you can have sexual needs, uh, but in a cuddling session, you're not going to act on them. And um, I will, you know, hold you and be there with you and you can get super aroused and that's all right, but we're not going to do anything to pursue or encourage that, um, that arousal or stimulate that in any way. Um, And what I found, which has been really interesting to me, is, you know, professionally, this is great. Doing this for, for clients is really wonderful, but having the ability in my personal life to totally set that boundary and make it zero chance of sex brings me a whole nother level of relaxation and comfort. Mm -hmm. And it didn't occur to me that that would happen. But, you know, one of the things I love about uh, a sexual situation is the um, uncertainty and the anticipation. And that's the opposite of cuddling when you want things to be so completely clear that you don't ever have to think. You can fall asleep. Right. You know, it's the opposite of exciting. It's yeah. relaxing. Um, and that seems to me to be very valuable. It really is. I mean, I've loved it. Yeah. Well, do you get, I get the impression you have more single people than couples as clients. Yeah. So, so far, um, I don't think any of my clients have come to me and said, hey, I'm in a partnership or in a marriage or something like that. And I'd like to have this service. Um, uh-huh. I've had clients that, we haven't talked about that at all. I had somebody who contacted me and said, I'm in a, you know, I'm married, but, um, my, uh, my husband is not 
in this state. Okay. And I'm going to have to talk to him about this first, but I'd like to have a session. But, you know, we haven't been able to schedule something since then. Um, you know, I'm going to backtrack and say I have had a client who um, who said he had a partner, but, well, again, was not in this state. Um, but I really do encourage uh, encourage the idea of cuddling with people that are not your partner if your partner has different touch needs mm-hmm. than you do. Right, right. Um, so, you know, if I'm one of those huggy people, and I am, I love love touch, and I'm with someone who's really not, then I still need to be able to get that. Um, and uh, whether it's, you know, friends I can communicate with and set those boundaries with and have that space with or a professional, uh, I still think it's really valuable to be able to get that, and it's going to help the relationship rather than, you know, some people would be afraid it would get in the way. Do you find that it's a challenge or do you resist cuddling when you're off the clock? I mean, has it turned into something that you do because you do it as a profession that it's kind of a, oh, geez, just leave me alone. I don't want to be touched right now. It has never gotten to that point yet. Now, um, I think if I ever got there, I would be so incredibly successful as a professional cuddler that, <laughs> um, you know, that would be phenomenal and fantastic. And cuddling in the world would be in a great place. Uh, but I don't see that happening. Um, I could cuddle a lot. Uh, I'm just going to put it that way, you know. Uh, you know, like musicians who love playing music and they do it professionally, they still love to play music. Right, right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like a musician of cuddling. Okay. So what do you say to people when, they, when you tell them you're a professional cuddler and they scoff or they, they – uh, or do you even have that hat situation come up? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the funny reactions sometimes people are like, uh, I would never pay to cuddle. I'm like, okay, don't. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't ever have to um, if you don't want to. Um, but because so much of cuddling is based on uh, communication, really clear communication around exactly what you want, uh, I might ask, well, you know, do you want to hear more about this? And if someone's like, yeah, I think it's weird as hell and I want to hear more, I'll say more. But if someone's like, no, that's weird, I'll be all right. You know, I, I won't tell you. If you don't want to hear it, I don't uh-huh. want to tell you. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of your time. And it's it's not respecting your needs. Um, a lot of it, though, goes off of the, the, the questions that I get. You know, somebody might say, um, you know, there's, I don't know, there's a few common reactions. I can't think of them all off the top of my head. But, like, is that's weird that isn't that prostitution? Well, no, this is totally non-sexual. Um, and it's really important to maintain that space. Uh, or... Um, you, you cuddle with strangers? How do you stay safe? Well, you know, basically, people who want to cuddle aren't people who, who are trying to hurt you. Right. Um, and so, and the other thing is, you know, I've got to look at people in a positive way. Like, that's a really impar- important part of what I do. Um, and accept, accepting everybody who comes to me, uh, I can't look at them with suspicion. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm aware that there are people who aren't perfectly flowery and nice and beautiful and, and kind, but... Um, I think fundamentally everybody is simply trying to meet their own needs in the best way they can. And sometimes they don't know how very well. Mm -hmm. And if I can help those people understand how to better meet their needs and also do it with compassion for the people around them, well, you know, life is fucking awesome then. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, is there a, uh, have you noticed any particular gender divide? Do more women want to cuddle or men want to cuddle or... It's mostly men. 
Is it? Okay. Um, and for female cuddlers, it's mostly men. And mm. for male cuddlers, it's mostly men. Okay. Um, and I think there's a few reasons to that. Uh, but uh, um, I don't want to go to, like, you know, it's whatever the reasons are. Um, and women definitely still do uh, contact me, still do use a service, and I think it's valuable for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just in general, it's a little bit more so men. Hmm. Um, and it does bring to mind one of the things that I really like um, about the practice of cuddling. Because as I said, it's... it's, And uh, you know what I'll do? Though? This is just taking me off on a tangent of why I think cuddling is a really great... Um, to bring up in the space of kink. Okay, fantastic. And that touches on a couple different things. And uh, what it boils down to is that in kink, we really talk about communication and consent and negotiation because we're doing these intense things that it's really important to have that um, that clarity, those, those needs specifically met and, and nothing else. You know, you don't want to be whipping someone somewhere. They don't want to be whipped mm-hmm. or... Um, you know, it's just so many things that are where there's really a risk involved. Um, and we also really emphasize trying to meet people's needs. So I'm only going to ask to be whipped if that's something I really want. Right. Um, but it's intense. And it can be difficult to negotiate around these things and to communicate around these things when that's not something you're used to. So cuddling is sort of a lower key... Um, thing that you can talk about that you can bring up well i don't know if i'm really ready to talk super explicitly about sex but yeah let's talk about holding hands right and uh practice you know doing that and uh i'll say no to you sometimes so that you know i can say no so i know i can say no um and you can practice communication you can practice negotiation in a, a safe relaxed space where you don't have anything riding on it um, you're not like, well, if I get tied up wrong, maybe something will go terribly. You know, if you give me the wrong kind of hug, I'll say stop and we'll do it differently. That's okay. all. Now, another part of that is, um, you know, as I've been playing with people as a top, there have been times I really, I realized I was trying to draw out their no so I could trust them to say no. Mm-hmm. And so they could trust me to stop. Well, I've learned that you can just do exercises where you practice saying no, and it works really well. And what happens is when somebody says no to me and I say, oh, thanks for saying no and taking care of your own needs, it's giving what I feel a lot of kink does very, very well when it's done right. And it's a lived experience of respect. Okay. Because a lot of people, unfortunately, go through life to one extent or another without having their needs respected. And when you have that, you learn that your needs don't get respected. You're not worth having your needs respected, um, whether it's your what you ask for or, more importantly, what you say no to. Um, and I've talked to a lot of – every woman I've talked to about this has said that at some point her no has been totally disregarded mm-hmm. in some way. What I like is to be able to provide a space where that no is so respected that it reminds people, hey, no, you are worth listening to. Your needs are really important. And I think kink does that really, really well when it's practiced well. And I think that cuddling is, a, again, it's a kind of a, an entry-level way to get into that realm. Makes sense. That makes sense to me. And I've, it's funny because it brings up the thought that sometimes I've had situations where people are very 
comfortable with me flogging them or even fingering them. But afterwards, if I want to get, if I want to hug them or hold them in an, in a softer, intimate way, they're very uncomfortable with that. And that's a strange part of the uh, negotiating that we don't think about sometimes is that some people don't necessarily see flogging as being a vulnerable act, which I don't get personally. I think it is, but they don't see that. But the idea of being just held, just being held, being cuddled as a very vulnerable thing. Yeah. And what blew me away when I started this cuddling was how intensely people would respond. You know, I figured people would be like, oh, that was great. You know, thanks. Mm -hmm. But people are like, wow, I haven't felt that relaxed and I don't know how long. My mind was quiet for days after we cuddled, you know. And it's part of it is because I I really set up that space of, you know, say no to me and listen to what I say. I say thank you. Mm -hmm. And it's all about the vulnerability and the intimacy. And, you know, like you say, plain sometimes it isn't. And it's it's a weird thing to think about sometimes. Like, oh, wow, we can be doing this stuff that's super intimate and vulnerable and sometimes risky. But we're still not in this intimate place in a way. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really interesting point you bring up. The interesting bit to me is, well, how long, what, what is the, the length of time a good cuddle? How long does a good cuddle take? Uh, well, professionally speaking, uh, sessions start at an hour, mm-hmm. and they go up from there. And does that include our negotiation, where we sit and we chat and talk about what it would be and practice knows, or is that an hour of cuddling? That's That includes the negotiation. Okay. So for, that's going to be for the first session, um, and with everybody who comes to me, I have a, you know, a phone call first to kind of explain this. Um, the first session, we're going to have that 10 or so minutes of talking about boundaries and consent and communication. Um and then, uh, then after that, we get into cuddling. Now, if you cuddle for an hour sometimes, or, or the 15 minutes it's left, sometimes that goes by, you know, yeah. in an instant. Um, so your question was really, how long is a good cuddle? <laughs> as long as you want to cuddle. Sometimes yeah. a good cuddle is a solid hug. And then you walk away, and you're like, wow, I feel better. Sometimes a good cuddle uh, goes from sundown to sunup. You know, and you just need to be held in that space that whole time, or you want to hold somebody in that space that whole time. Is the is the talking about it kind of so? My thinking is right for for when like we talk about sacred sexuality. When Don and I talk about, uh, we do something called the Scarlet Sanctuary, which is just an area of touch. And you explain to people what it is, and you say, "Oh, you're gonna, I'm going to touch you like this. I'll touch you like that." And they're mm-hmm. like, "Okay, I get it." Is that challenging to actually communicate what cuddling is about via words? Is it more of those? Is I guess what I'm asking is, is it one of those things you have to experience to really get an idea of what the value and the power of it is? Yes and no, in as much as um, touch is a sense that is separate from any other. You know, you can't you can't really explain to someone um, who has never been able to see what a color looks like, right? And uh, I can't tell you what it feels like to be held. At the same time, so many of our other experiences, uh, we feel in our body in some way. When we get scared, when we get excited, um, when we get nervous or happy, you know, we talk about these as feelings because we feel them in our body. Uh, But a lot of other things, you know, um, hearing good music gives us physical energy, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. So... The way that the the words come in 
is when we feel a connection and a trust with someone, then we feel it in our bodies. And in that way, the talking that I go through with my clients and that other people, you know, I love it when other people do it as well, really makes the touch feel different. So no, you can never replace touch with words, mm-hmm. but yes, the words are intimately connected okay. with that touch. That, that makes sense. Well, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Absolutely. If I wanted to experience cuddling, yeah. how would I get a hold of you? So I am located in Denver, Colorado. Um, and my website is cuddlewithcorwin.com. Uh, you can also email me at cuddlewithcorwin at gmail.com. However, if you do not live in Denver, don't despair. Because there are Cuddlist certified cuddle providers all over the country. Um, and you can reach them or you can find them at cuddlist.com and you can look up the local Cuddlist in your area. And I am also on cuddlist.com. Uh, if you put in cuddlist.com slash Corwin. And that funny word I'm saying is uh, cuddleist. So if you take cuddle and you take away the E and you add an I-S-T, uh, that's how you spell cuddlist. And I know it sounds silly, but... Uh, but it's kind of cute, right? That's exactly what I, re- I I got the spelling right for once. I'm I'm thrilled. Dan is uh, Dan is a professional. What can I say? I don't know about that. Uh, Corwin, it's been a pleasure to see you again and talk to you again. I hope things in Denver are working out for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. Our main music is provided by me. But our end music is provided by Pocket Universe. You're currently listening to a song called Whip. We still don't have an official EA twatter, but I'm sure somebody will catch up soon. The person we've met at an event most recently is Natasha Bear. Or would it be Corwin? Oh, good call. Let's fix that. Yep, Corwin. The current sender of tentacles is still in the lead, Ohio Hedgehog. And the provider of graphic novels is Johnny Jackhammer and the Good Witch of the North. And the official food that goes on booths is Krispy Kreme donuts, cheesecake, and Skittles. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan.